Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in today. Here we are with our special guest, Emily Blanchard of Tasty is Fit, uh, one of our young entrepreneurs in town. Very excited that she's here today because she's got an incredible story. And for y'all don't know, I think this is your fifth year in business. It if is, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2017, she got swept away from the big city of New York <laughs> by a young, you know, struggling um, <laughs> gentleman here oh, yeah. in Columbia. That's uh, right. That's pretty much it. Uh, took her away from the the great city. Uh, my young, my oldest is living in New York now. She's oh. having her experience and absolutely loves it. I love been there that. a year. Um, She's been there, so she was there kind of during all the changes then, to the end. and she yeah. still loves it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like a, they finally turned a corner. I think so. You know, it's interesting to hear. Um, it's like one extreme on one occasion and one extreme on the yeah. other, and then it it's all great. Uh, but she absolutely loves being there. Oh, it's and just the best. This time of year is the best because there's so much to do out there. It is the best. I was just telling someone, you know, just the energy in that city is, it just takes your breath away. You know, even when you're in your 20s too and you're, you have, <laughs> you have the energy to put forth. I mean, it's just so much opportunity and you can feel it when you like walk down the streets. I just had the time of my life. So I was there about five years, moved right after school, um, was pursuing journalism and um, had a little internship at the Today Show and there was just no turning back until I met Boyd. Until. <laughs> until, you know. Damn it. South Carolina boy <laughs> in New York. <laughs> that usually happens. Um, my daughter actually, she was up there modeling for a month when she was 16 and lived in the financial district. Yeah. So she learned how to navigate the city. And so ever since then, it's been like, I want to get back there. I oh, want to yeah. be there. Yeah. So I, I totally it's understand addicting. That. Yeah, it is. We still go back a good bit because, um, you, you know, I feel like once you do live there and it just it just holds a special place in our heart for sure. Oh, I love New York City. Mm. Um, I've never lived there, but I spent a lot of time there going to boarding school in Connecticut. We used to go for the weekends, and um, <clears throat> I'm good for about three days. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I get I, that. I'm three days I'm I, I'm having, but I love to walk around the mm. city. I love the smell, the sights, the new. My favorite things to walk around different boroughs and yeah. find new little restaurants. And just so much to heard. do. Oh yeah, every. I day. mean, honestly, I accredit living in New York so much to what I do today um, because at the time I was there, it was almost like when the plant-based scene was just coming about, and you know, little smoothie bars were popping up everywhere. I was. Um, I was doing, I was in broadcast school at the time, but I was working part-time as a trainer to like supplement income. And that was just when that whole like storm of just like that health world, smoothie bars, juice bars was popping up. And I just kind of fell in love with it all. And, you know, had no agenda when in moving back to do anything like that. I honestly was going to start a workout studio or I thought I was. And um, so, you know, to see that kind of trickle through me has been really cool. Great segue. <laughs> so great segue. How... Tasty is fit. How did it come about? Yeah. I mean, you just said that wasn't your intention. No, you started figuring out, you saw trends in New York, mm-hmm. which obviously were an influence, but yeah. at the end of the day, how did it suddenly, Columbia, South Carolina, mm-hmm. which of course is ranked very highly in heart disease and other things. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. We, we have some issues going on here that yeah. we need to work on, which we're going to adapt the blue zone, which I'm going to be calling on you to oh. serve on. Hey, I would love to. Any, so, any way I can help in that regard. Um, a hundred percent. And honestly, it's been really cool though, to see, cause when I, I'll jump back to how I got started, but when I did start, 
I, I, you know, those thoughts, obviously, I was like plant-based in Columbia, like how that's just not going to go over too well. But the community has been like overwhelmingly supportive and wanting and willing to, you know, like learn, not that you ever have to do anything hundred percent, but you know, to find little ways that you can incorporate good food that also is healthy for you into your diet. I feel like the community has just been really great and, and receiving in that. Um, but into how I started. So it's actually really funny. My sister was um, a senior at South Carolina when I moved and I was looking to start a workout studio. It was what it was in New York was SLT. It was a mega former studio. And, um, you know, I loved that workout. And I was, by the way, I just got to tell you, if you've never done a mega former, it will kick your ass. Oh, will it not? Um, no, I will tell you, I, I have been to the workout. Yes. I have done the mega yes. former. I still go back to the other studio cause I, I can't do that consistently. That is tough. It's so hard, but such a good hard, you know? And I also think it maybe it's a little easier for girls because guys don't tend to like move that way, you know, J typically. Very typically. good point there you too. You know, our hips are just a little different. But, um, but anyway, yes, fell in love with that workout. So I was, I remember looking at places to rent and there's just like nothing that like worked for, I just wanted something, you know, none of the buildings were working for like what the layout needed to be. So my sister was over one day and I was cooking a lot at this point. I, it just has always been like a super therapeutic thing for me. I grew up an athlete and I always just, I always had to eat a certain way to perform a certain way. I was just never someone that could like eat a piece of pizza and then go play a soccer game. So I always had like that mind body connection um, in terms of like what you put in your body affects the way you like perform, I guess, at that time in sports, but now like in life. And so anyway, you know, like I said, in New York, I started to adapt to more of a plant-based, not fully, but just like more of a plant-based lifestyle. So when I moved here and I could actually like take my car to the grocery store, I was like, oh, this is great. Now I can like really experiment. Um, and she was over one day and she was like, why don't you start a food Instagram? You know, she's obviously like five years younger than me. And I was like, what? Like, you know, I followed some, I guess. But at the time, you know, this was like six years ago. So Instagram was big, but not like, not what it is now. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, I, I guess I will. So I did start to put recipes on Instagram. I was private for the longest time because it was solely just meant for like me and like close friends and family. Um, and then, you know, I actually had a mom who used to babysit me when I was growing up here. Um, she reached out and was like, hey, I'm so glad you're back. I see you're making all this like healthy food. I'm a mom of four and work full time. Um, would you mind just making a little extra and dropping it off on my doorstep? And I'll like slide a check under the mat and like, you know, if you have time. And I was like, oh, I have so much time not doing anything, you know, so bored. So please like, let me help you. So I started doing that in about the third maybe like the fourth week I was, um, dropping food off at her door. She just posted it on Instagram. I mean, it's like the power of social media. Uh, and the next morning I had like five emails from other moms that were like, Oh my gosh, are you new here? Like, do you do this for a living? I would love to jump on your email list. It's like, I do not have an email list, <laughs> nor am I like really, you know, probably supposed to be doing this, but, um, yeah, sure. I'll make a little extra. Um, I would send out. And then I eventually got to the point where I was sending out three, um, like three options and you could pick, you know, what you wanted and what you didn't want. And, 
I would drop it off on their doorstep. And then as I got more families, um, they would come pick up. So I will never forget, like every Tuesday night between five and seven was pickup. And I would be just running around crazy. Like on Sundays, I would go do all the grocery shopping. On Monday, I'd wake up like 4 a.m., start chopping everything. And, you know, Boyd's like, my husband was like, what is happening in our kitchen all the time? And Boyd's like, where's the meat? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Poor guy. Now he's like pretty good at like, he's like, no, we don't need meat. I'm like, okay, trained you well. But, um, but yeah, so then I would, I think I got to where I was about 15, 20 families out of our house. And I will never forget this one Tuesday night. Like I had dropped, <laughs> Ansley knows the bolognese. It's, um, it's like a take Mushroom. on, um, yeah, it's like a take on meat bolognese sauce, but I had like dropped. It's um, actually pretty good. It's really good. Just dropped not like everything. a pan of it. I'll be the first one to say I've tried a lot of dishes <laughs> there. Not all of them I like, but that one I did. Hey, you know, you can't, you can't please everybody. And I like Guys the Snickers are the hardest. Too. Yeah. Well, those are a classic bestseller. You can't go wrong with chocolate and caramel. But, um, I had dropped a pot of bolognese on the floor, like right as he was walking in. And I was mm. just like, Oh my God, like I'm about to have to give this to all these people. So he was like, we got to move these operations elsewhere. So anyway, it got to just be the point where I was like, I think I want to do this. Um, and I remember saying, I'll never have like a grab and go store. That's just no, thank you. Like I'll never have that. I'll just always be meal prep. So the night before we had that conversation about like moving, um, moving operations out of our kitchen, um, there was a cooking school on Millwood and I think it was there for about 20 years. Um, Fleur de Lis. Mm -hmm, yep. He had, a, some, he had mentioned to someone that he was selling his building and literally that next day they had told me and I was like, it's an operating kitchen. And they were like, yeah. So I went and talked to him and literally within five days it, we were like, you know, business. <laughs> ready to rock. Um, so my mom's an interior designer, which was so helpful because she just helped with everything, you know, for free, uh, in terms of the aesthetic, cause it needed a little facelift. And, um, yeah, I swear within like four to five months we were gone. I remember Googling like how to get a business license. Um, obviously had no idea. And so it's been really, really just cool in that way to have, uh, started from, you know, knowing nothing about business to, to just kind of roll in with the punches and, and see where we are today. It's the best way to learn. Mm. When I started off in the restaurant business in 19, uh, my first restaurant in 1994. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. I was what in type it for of 20 years. I had a place called Birds on a Wire. I had uh, Momo's Bistro, which is a high end. It was the first farm to table, really. Oh, my Columbia. gosh. I we did had, not know that. Oh, yeah. I was in it for like 20 years. We had uh, so six you know. or seven. Been, uh, look, I started off with, we started off with a handful of credit cards. We oh. made a business work. We bought secondhand equipment. Yeah. It broke. We bought something new yeah. as we earned it. We learned yeah. and, and we learned from all our mistakes. And I think it's the best way to learn, especially it in that really industry. Is. And it's a tough industry. And nobody realizes because they see you and they're like, oh, Emily, business is great. This must oh. be so easy. They don't oh. see that you're the duck uh, on water. 100%. You're paddling like hell oh. underneath. There, are, there were so many times um, where I would just be like sobbing, crying on the floor. Just, I, I will never forget when we, we had to do a second renovation cause we were growing, which was, I was so thankful for. Um, we like had to add a little smoothie wing and right before we were like, you know, talking about we're reopening again, like, you know, blah, 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 all of the fridges and freezers broke and like so much inventory just like went out the door and I was like, <laughs> and we have to reprep all this. And anyway, you know, we, so I think we pushed back like two or three days yet again so that we could get all that in but you know it's just like you lose some <laughs> you win some but you do learn so much and like I said my team now is so strong in um 
they've all kind of rolled with actually my kitchen manager of like four years just left, um, this week, she ended up moving to DC, but we were all like, we're just like family. So it's been, it's been, that's been really great. We started off the same way and, you know, my wife was in medical school. I was in the restaurant business. We never saw each other. Oh, I bet. You know, but the farmer's market was on uh, across from the stadium back then. Mm -hmm. So I used to go to the farmer's market every morning before we went. But the family is exactly what that first staff was. And I never had to advertise to hire anybody until 2007. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Every restaurant, people replaced themselves because Mm -hmm. it became, it really did. It became a Mm -hmm. family and it's a special and you need that to operate correctly. Especially Um, because like, you know, the hours are just challenging and we have great hours um, at Tastiest Fit because we're not open for dinner, but the mornings can be brutally early. Right. But which was great because you mentioned earlier, you never thought you'd be in the grab and go. Mm -mm. What was the transition point? Because when you first started, you had meal prep. Mm -hmm. You only had a couple days a week that you did pick up. Yeah, it was one day a week. We literally, um, it was one day a week. And I had such a small staff and and the school helped so much because I got so many interns with our hospitality program. Mm -hmm. So that helped a ton in terms of like waiting to actually make hires because they all needed like 200 hours. Um. And they all were wanting to, you know, like really wanting to work there probably because it was just good hours too in a great environment. And, um, so I didn't have to like fully hire anyone. I had one hire and that was it for like the first year. Um, so yeah, it was meal prep for about nine months and then demand people would drive and be like, I can't ever come on a Tuesday. So, you know, I would, if they're like in Lexington or something, like, can you please do another one on Thursday? And I remember thinking, well, grab and go is going to be so much easier. Cause instead of, you know, making a hundred salads in under an hour and, you know, for pickup and wraps and whatever, we'll just, it'll be spread out throughout the day. So that will be a lot better. Well, <laughs> I literally ordered a grab and go fridge. I, I always say I'm so glad I was like mid twenties at this point because I was so naive and I was like, well, yeah, we'll try it. You know, what's, what's the harm. And I remember ordering that grab and go fridge and we, I posted on social media. Um, we have like extra food for meal prep, come grab it if you want it, you know, in our grab, in our new grab and go fridge. And I think at the time I thought it was like, you know, so much, I think we had like 12 salads in there and and within 12 minutes of posting it, Go it was on. sold out. And I remember someone driving from Lexington and being like very upset that they couldn't get anything. And I was like, okay, well, maybe we're onto something here. So um, that was a huge shift and pivot in our business model, obviously. And eventually we dropped meal prep altogether to just solely operate as grab and go. But, you know, I say grab and go, but really it's made fresh every day. Um, you know, it's salads, wraps, soups. We've expanded our menu. The menu changes every week. So, you know, it's not like your typical grab and go to where it's being shipped from somewhere else. It's, um, we, you know, make everything that morning. So how do you, how do you pick the recipes? What, what's, what's your. I create them. So I, I, that is like a passion project for me. Um, again, like cooking is such, is such a therapeutic thing for me. And so I, sometimes inspiration is not there and we won't have a new thing for a minute, but we have so many recipes at this point, which is so nice. I'd always, we're rotating through like probably like 75 salads or, you know, whatever wraps. Um, so at this point it's always something new every week 
But whenever I, for instance, I just came up with a new dessert last week, so it's going to be on the menu this coming week, you know, because then once I test it in my kitchen, then I'm like, would this be good for the grab and go? Because it's just a dip, you know, will it sit? I like for things to be able to stay as fresh as possible for at least two days to give people the time to eat it if they don't want to eat it right away. So who's your test kitchen at home? Um, the team. I always take everything mm -hmm. to team. Boyd to a degree. Um, my 19 month old eats anything. That, that is a true man in love. Because oh. he, yeah, I know he'll, he could probably tell you some stories and I'm like, but he's also so picky. It's honestly annoying. Sometimes I'm like, just try it. And he's like, no, he's like a consistency person. So if it's not like the consistency he wants, he's not going to try it. So sometimes he's a good test kitchen other times. Eh. But like the team is always, they're like, we want it. So I'll take it like at 7am and they'll be like eating a chocolate bar, you know, before work. <laughs> That doesn't sound bad. It's not too bad. All. Not too shabby. No. Mm -mm. You know, my wife quit cooking in 1996. <laughs> she hey. learned a great trick. She just burned sauce about three or four times and scraped the bottom of the pan. And she's like, here you go. And mixed it. And I ate it. And <laughs> finally, one night having too much to drink in five points, I said, your, your food's horrible. <laughs> I, I can't, like, I can't eat it. And she goes, well, then I just won't cook, which is fine for me because I love to cook. I was going to so say, you're meal. the restaurant guy. Hey, I, you that, should whip that's up that my sauce. therapy. Yeah. I come home no matter when. And now one of my daughters is home for a month and you know, she's like, she wants me to cook every night. Uh, so I'm, I'm good with that. Cause I come home. I do feel like opposites me. attract like that. Like, you know, if one person can cook, then usually the other person can't. <laughs> so that that's way. your role. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm really intrigued. So you create these recipes and, you know, mm -hmm. I love to dabble and I love to mix things together, mm -hmm. but I mean, you've created mm -hmm. a library mm -hmm. of recipes. Yeah. We've never had anything sold at the store that I didn't come up with, which has been like a fun challenge for myself. <laughs> so is it fair? Do you, do you try put other things and go, well, you know, if I took that ingredient and that ingredient, put that together, I could create a better salad. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. We're always revamping. And if like something doesn't do super well, um, in terms of like, you know, being something that can be served and grab and go, then we always modify it. But I do love to always test it out. Cause you just, some of the things that I'm like, eh, that's not gonna do that great. Ends up being like, the bestseller, you know, um, like our chia seed pudding is one of our bestsellers. And I just never, I mean, it's, it's amazing, but it just is like, you just would think it'd be kind of hard sell, but once people try it, they just are forever customers, which it's always same funny. with the Snickers, but that's, you know, you, I would suspect that, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of times you think a dish is going to be really, really good. Oh, this is going to be a great seller. Mm -hmm. And the public tells you something mm -hmm. totally different. Oh, 100%. And the dish you didn't think was going to sell, they would they would turn around and buy. Oh, like, yeah. I got to put that on the menu permanently. A hundred percent. That's actually been happening a lot with these like <clears throat> salads that I'm just like create creative wise. I'm like, let's just throw that in there. It's not going to sell well, but I love it. And it speaks to like who I am. And then it will do so well. And we're all like, like, that's just such a crazy combo. But I don't know people, they get it, you know? All right. So you have a store here. Mm-hmm. Last year? Is it, has it been a year since yes, the Greenville? Yes, it's been a year. January marked a year. Greenville store. Greenville store. You got your sister working for a living. <laughs> yeah, bless her heart. She's a full-time nurse, too. She's like, you know, very, well, I'm not going to say overqualified because she's incredible. It's so funny. I mean, she's not, she's just so, our brains operate differently, but she's so good at it because she can drive the business side there too and she's also can follow a recipe and she knows like my taste buds so the blessing of having your sister 
you know, who also was here when I started everything and I would call her and be like, you got to leave class. Cause I have like 70 salads to make and I need help, you know? And she would. And, um, so now she just, she has grown with the company as well, even though she is a nurse and lived in Nashville and, you know, worked as a nurse. Um, when we were opening Greenwell, she's like, I want to help you do this. Um, so she, I mean, it's just been a dream. I can call her like midnight or text her or, you know, and it's, I don't have to think twice about it, which is nice. <laughs> it, do, it does help, especially it when you're, I oh mean, yeah. I'm like, you can't get mad at me. So it's two hours away. Yeah. You know, oh, a lot of problems get solved. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's that, no, you're so right. And, um, you know, knowing that she's, she, she can't be upset if I make a change of decisions or whatever, I'm like you have to love me. I'm your sister. So it, that's been nice. <laughs> All right. So we got soup, salads, desserts, entrees, sandwiches. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's, where's the cookbook? I know. God, talk about a dream that will happen. It's just something that I want to, it's probably the number one ask I get. And, um, I just want to do it right. I don't want to do like an ebook or anything like that. I want to do like a coffee table cookbook. So when I have the time and maybe not two little infants running around, <laughs> then I'm going to, um, that's what's going to be my sole purpose. I'm, I'm so ready to write one. It's interesting because I've seen two, um, my good friend, uh, Carrie Mori that owns Callie's yeah. Biscuits. So Carrie and her, Amy, her head of operations, Amy actually worked for me in the restaurant no business way. back in the day and knew Carrie, all their friends Gosh, worked for me. she's just incredible. So I've spent a lot of time with Carrie watching her business grow. I've been, I've been begging her to have a franchise forever and ever. And so I've been helping her with trying to strategize how to, to, to grow her business. I mean, people wait outside those doors and ready to, it's crazy. And her e-business is where we've, we spent a lot of time yeah. and introduced her to some folks in New York, but, um, she did, she's done, she was just here the other day at uh, kudzu doing a book signing mm. for her new little suppers. And I'm trying to get her to come up here and do something, which would be fun. Yeah, she needs to, but she, her daughter's coming here next year. So I think we're going to see <laughs> I more think, yeah, of her. That's a good. We're going to see more of her, but I watched her go through this last reader and it, there, there's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. There's so many recipes that you have to try again. What photographs well, what, yes. you know, there's so many different aspects you don't think about. Yeah. And she did this PBS show called, uh, this is how she rolls. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm in the last two episodes in case anybody wants to watch. Um, it was, but it was incredible to watch her take her creative juices from her business mm -hmm. and put it into a book yeah. and, and then into the video. Wow. That does sound really cool. I think you got a great opportunity to do here. I am pitching reels. <laughs> I mean, just even little segments of your finished is the reels. Cause I think people, they, they drive, do. they drive to this. It's amazing to me to watch what happens, but I want to, I, I, I figured you were coming at some point with a cookbook because <laughs> I just think you're set up for that. I you, know. I agree. And, um, you know, I would love to, I think it would be awesome if I could do, you know, the styling food was never obviously a passion until I started doing it. And now I, really enjoy it. And so I think that could be really cool to translate to a cookbook as well. So who knows when, but it will happen. Saying it here first. Hey, there's another first <laughs> on the podcast. Christian Nini announced his restaurant and the thing and the news went crazy. They're like, Oh no, there he's up at another oh, restaurant. Hey, I'm glad to be the second, there second first, but it's not going to happen that quick. You just got to give me a little time. So funny. So that you, you brought up the food styling. 
All right. How anal do you get about the way things look in those bowls and those carryouts when you walk into that store? Oh, it's so hard. I was explaining this the other day, like letting go of that was really hard for me. And and I still, because I'm not there all the time anymore um, where I used to, I mean, I just like lived there pre kids. And I remember one time I made us change like probably not the best business decision, but I didn't like the way it looked. So I made us change like something we had already played in and um, because I was probably a little too anal about it. But um, when I'm testing and when I'm setting up pictures for Instagram and stuff, you know, I'll go through a few photo shoot like segments before I get the one I want. And then other times it happens like on the first try, which is always great. But, um, you know, now the team knows you know, I like like a loaded salad. I don't like anything to look like flimsy. I want everything like packed in there, like give the people their money's worth, you know? So, um, they've all gotten so great at that, which is nice. Cause now I can kind of take a hand off that. Your business started off with families looking for healthier options. And mm-hmm. then, then you grew and you got to grab a go. You've got a, a fairly large following. What, what keeps people in that, you know, because people go, oh, the South, they don't eat any vegetables. Mm-hmm. They're not plant-based. But mm-hmm. I'll be honest, from May to September, I'm plant-based. Really? For the majority. Yeah. Because all I eat is tomatoes, squash, Just corn. tomatoes? I, literally. I mean, I eat tomatoes all day long this time. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I know it's hard right now not to. No, you're so right. But it's crazy. And you probably feel really good. Strawberries. Well, I'm 20 pounds heavy right now. I'm, a, I'm working on that. But... <laughs> You know, when you look at it, though, the transition, how do you see that trend growing? Are people becoming more and more? Because I've heard the ultimate balance is 80 percent mm-hmm. plant, 20 percent. Yeah, that's the new thing. Now. Protein, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. now I should I should say meats, fish. Yeah. Other things. And I really think it's, you know, 80 percent plant forward and then 20 percent like live your life, you know, like eat what. Don't you deprive want. yourself. Yeah, 100%. But we're talking I, about meals, not every plate now. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I, you know, from starting this business where it was a, it was all moms, beyond all women. Um, and now it's been really cool. I think the coolest thing is watching so many men walk in now. Because, and I always say this, you, you know, n- no one, no one is going to argue with the fact that you will live a better life if you eat more vegetables. And I'm not saying cut anything out of your diet, but if you eat more vegetables, it will, it will serve you right. So, you know, I think slowly people are starting to do that and, and, and you're going to feel a little better, um, because you're obviously replacing that, you know, you're still vegetables are more dense. You're going to be fuller and eat a little less of something that probably isn't, you know, the best for you. And that's okay. But if you eat more greens, more vegetables, you will be better for it, even if you don't take anything out of your diet. So, um, I always preach that. I don't think anyone, I have no idea how you feel being hundred percent plant-based or not. I'm not hundred percent plant-based. If it makes you feel amazing, like run with that. If you feel really good eating animal protein, run with that, but make sure you're getting in your greens, your fruit, your vegetables, you know, things that are going to, um, make you feel good. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, there was a, it started to come big in Columbia. It was called Eat to Live. There was a book by Dr. Furman. Yeah, I know the book. Okay. So I did that. I lost 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. I got about, uh, I don't know, a dozen or so people at the city to jump on a 12 week program. And one of the guys lost 105 pounds. No way. Took 
went from $500 a month of meds to $50 a month. Oh, yeah. Totally changed his life. Yeah. And today he still thinks that way. Mm -hmm. Between campaigns and everything else, I've gained way back. But I know that it's if seasonal. I go back yeah. now, well, because I ate more. I ate more than, yes. than I oh, ever did. People don't believe me when I say I eat so much. Like, I mean, I can pack it in, but it is, you know, all pretty good for me. But I will say, to your point, watching people come in like the biggest you know there are obviously days in this business where you're just like oh man like this is crushing me but watching people come in and asking to talk to me and I'll be like in the office or something and like you know tears in their eyes being like this has changed my life and it is just the most motivating thing in the world like more than any review more than anything it's just hearing people, I remember one woman came in and had, was, had been getting it for her husband and he had like rheumatoid arthritis and just saying how it gave him his like life somewhat back, somewhat back is, I mean, you just, there's no amount of money can, you know, compare to that. Where you feel better. There's yeah. no doubt you, you, you yeah. can't see it. And, and it's funny, you see people in the summer always say, I feel so much better in the summers because we got all this fresh vegetables in our door. Yeah. You feel obligated to stop at the farmer's market. Yes. And, and you're outside moving more yeah. and stuff like that. You know, yeah. It's and vitamin D, you know, you do, most people do thrive in the summer. <clears throat> so you, with your various dishes or whatever. So it, what's the typical guy meal? And, when they come and, 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 and it, it, it I mean, you know, the wraps have been huge for guys. Um, like the chick chickpea salad wraps with like honey mustard, the ones with ranch, you know, stuff like that. Um, men always gravitate toward that. Thai fried rice, like I notice when we have that on the menu, a lot of guys come in, you just like saute it, add your sauce. You know, a lot of people I'm sure add meat to it, which is great. Um, and then smoothies, guys are on smoothies. Usually people who are like working, I notice they come from like, um, you know, down the street is base camp coming from that or, or girls are coming from bar, you know, a lot of times people drop in after their runs or workouts, um, and stuff like that. So a lot of smoothies, um, a lot of wraps, soups were always a big thing for guys. The Snickers, the desserts, obviously. Snickers, uh, keep in the freezer. I should have brought y'all some. Dang uh, it. I'm sorry. That's so funny. So the smoothie though, so many smoothies are not good for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's why I'm so passionate about it. It wasn't a part of our, my business originally. Um, and then I guess I can't, I thought maybe it was like a year in, um, cause we obviously didn't do it for meal prep. And then when we started grab and go, I was always posting about my smoothies that I would make at home on Instagram. And it was just like an overwhelming, like if you eat these so much, like bring them to your business, like nowhere here to get a like healthy, a truly healthy smoothie. And you know, I know some people just, you know, define healthy in different ways, but, um, you know, there's, there's no sugars, syrups, which you would be shocked at how much of that is in smoothie bars. That's what I keep hearing. Mm, it's crazy. Um, you know, we, everything we use, we steam and freeze like our own, like zucchini, which don't knock it too dry. You can't taste it. It's like blends in and makes it I creamy. I love zucchini. I know. And in your smoothie, you truly can't taste it. It just bulks it up and makes it creamier. And so you walk get the us added through benefit. a smoothie. Of what, like at Tasty? Yeah, exactly how you make it and okay. what's in it. So also you can buy them prepped, which is really cool. So if you're someone who blends your smoothie at 6 a.m. when we're not open, you know, you have the option of getting any smoothie. It's already layered for you and you just throw it in your blender and add whatever. Kind of like, like the daily like harvest I see. Yeah, add. exactly. Same thing. Exact same thing, um, except for we're making it in our store. 
Um, it's made locally, folks. It's made locally, not in a warehouse. But um, so it depends on the smoothie. Um, but like, say you're taking like the hydration station, which is a bestseller. So you've got like kale, cauliflower rice, avocado, um, pineapple, and hemp seeds, and it's just like layered. And then, and they're packed in these like 20 ounce cups. And then we add almond milk, water. We can blend it with whatever you want. We we will do autumn, almond milk automatically, um, unless you want something else. Flavored almond no. milk? No, 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 no. Unflavored. I have to ask because unsweetened. I, I like unsweetened, but I like the vanilla. I I I'll take agree. the 30 calories a glass. Okay. I'm okay. Well, with you that. bring us your vanilla almond milk. We will we will blend. I'll just <laughs> add some vanilla extract for you. How about that? We actually will put vanilla extract into our coconut milk cubes um, that we. We get, you know, our coconut milk that has nothing in it but coconut, and we layer into these ice cubes. And for the smoothies that call for a little vanilla, we put it into those. So we are, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. The smoothies is probably like the biggest like labor side, um, but it's such a science that we've got it, in, you know, it's, it, it runs itself. But um, there's so much that goes into that side. We will buy zucchini, chop it up, steam it, mass steam it these huge steamers and then you have to lay them all individually flat and freeze them. And then you put that into the smoothies. How many smoothies have you spit back out that you tried to make that were just really not good? Uh, I'm curious. That's a great question. I feel like I'm pretty good at it these days, but probably in the beginning, I mean, a good bit. I mean, we were testing some for what, what smoothie were we testing? We ended up, it's actually one that's on the menu now, the mint berry lemonade, we were testing a few. I've tried to do a cookies and cream one before and mm -mm, couldn't yeah. figure that one out. But we spit that one out a lot. Because um, I, I just don't sacrifice, like, I'm not going to throw, like, five dates in there because I don't believe that that's, like, good for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm all about a date. But, like, once I'm not going to throw, like, maple syrup and stuff in your smoothie because to make it taste good. Because right. I don't think that's what you want it for, you know? No, I mean that that's the that that's what's interesting to me about it because smoothies have been so commercialized mm. that and they, there are and very they, few people and they're who are they doing are truly it. designed to to make you addicted. Um, you know, with the sugar content that's in them. You're like, Oh, this is so healthy. I could eat this every day. Well, you're probably you know, if you're go I'm not gonna you know, wherever you're getting smoothies from more of probably more so like five and six years ago when it just wasn't that big of a deal, you know, it was all like syrups, probably not real, real fruit and, you know, stuff like that. So well, anytime you put a bunch of powder in something that makes you nervous. Yeah, absolutely. What's in it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you and Boyd go out on date night. <laughs> Where do you go eat? Oh, uh, um, we were a big Taza people love Taza cause I love their margaritas. Um, you notice this, she, you know, she has young kids at home. Cause the first thing she talks about is not an appetizer, <laughs> not her husband. Oh, they God, make no. a great margarita. No, I'm not there for the appetizer. I'm there for the margarita. <laughs> um, love motor supply, love Tara. I mean, we kind of bounce around, but those are probably our, our go-tos. Go -tos. Yeah. Right now. Anyway, what's your, uh, crave restaurant i mean that that takeout you gotta have when you just had that that day <laughs> i do love crave like um more i feel like we usually get that more for lunch if we're you know on the weekends or whatnot but takeout i mean sometimes we boyd is a huge asian person like 
in terms really? of, oh my gosh, he would give up meat forever if he could just eat. One time I asked him what his, um, he's dying, if he would die if he heard me say this, but <laughs> I asked him what his like last meal would be. Like what, you know, like what would your last meal be? And he was like, probably like white rice and soy sauce. I was like, huh? Your last meal would be a bowl of white rice and soy sauce? Like how are we married? But um, yeah, that's him in a nutshell. Or like, or like noodles and broth. Like he's a carb guy, huge carb guy. <laughs> so the big question becomes, is he, is he the Asian guy like at the ramen noodle house kind yeah, of guy? Yeah, both, both. Or is he like the China hut on mm. Millwood Chinese? Both. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you probably can find him there. Where is the place that he goes, Golden Chopsticks? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> he's obsessed. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is. He's, yeah, he's, that's the thing. People are like, how do you get him not to eat meat that much? I mean, and I'm all for, I'm like, when he wants a piece of meat, like, you know, that's what we make it at home. But he's way more into like carbs, like noodles, rice. As long as that's on his plate, like he's happy. It makes me sick because he's like this big. <laughs> God, he can put it down. He can put down some rice. It's honestly terrifying. Isn't that funny? You know, but you know, when it comes to Asian food, Everybody has their go-to place. Oh, yeah. It is one of the most You're interesting so right. things about it. I see, I'm a big Mai Tai guy. I love Mai Tai, which is out in, in West Columbia. Oh, I, I love Thai food. I need to try that. These two sisters run it. I think the food is oh my fabulous. It's in a shopping center, you know, before you get to Lexington Hospital, across from uh, Grecian Gardens. Yes. Uh, which makes... Y'all, have you ever had the bread at Grecian Gardens? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm Greek. We grew well, up going yeah. there. Yeah. I will stop there just to buy <laughs> just the, for bread. the bread on the way to the lake. And I'm like, I shouldn't be eating this, but it's so <laughs> flipping good. I was going to say not on your 20 pound weight loss journey. No. though. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to cut back on my drinking and everything. Uh, I'm like, I'm on the journey. Getting old. So fun. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'll be 53 in, in a month, two, what, two months, three months. Somewhere wow, in that's happy early birthday. Yeah, I'm getting old. Mm. Getting old. Aren't we all? No, some of us are getting older. <laughs> yeah, definitely older. That's so funny. So y'all go out to eat, traveling. What's your favorite place to travel? Now, mm. you know, and I know it's changed now that, you know, you're, so true. You're, you're dragging some folks with you, but it's I so think true. grandpa probably takes care of making oh. sure you travel a little easier. You know, considering we have a five month old at home, we haven't in the past five months, we haven't been anywhere too crazy. Five months already. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. So we have a 19 month old and a five month old. So it's perfect. Time. You know, not That's sleeping. That's a good age it's difference. Great. Yeah. 14 and a half months. It's crazy, but it's so fun and they are truly just the best. But, um, you know, we both love to travel. Boyd is a huge traveler. He like after school went six months back, he just loves to travel. So I think that will stay with us always. Um, like I said, we love going back to, uh, New York whenever we can, we try to support cause it's so easy, you know, to get there and we know it so well. And it's just, we don't even do anything that exciting except for eat drink and like you know is there something else to do in go New York? shop yeah shop go to all our favorite workouts that's literally what we do i'm like this is what we do in columbia too but have you seen brooks rents's list 
of restaurants in New York. Uh-uh. He made a list of 50 restaurants that most people don't know about. No, and so, you know, this me. is my checklist now. I, I think he's one of the best restaurateurs in, yes. in, in the Southeast. I need to see that list. Uh, I have to share it with you, but it's great. But, and so I gave it to my daughter. So she's been checking it out. And so I noticed that when she goes to those restaurants, it's on my bill. Oh, not, yeah, of course. She's hers. like, well, dad really wants me to go here. So, <laughs> and she's you know? a big foodie Smart person, girl. too. Yeah. Smart girl. Or she like waits for you to come in town. She's like, yeah. we should hit up all of these. Well, it's, <laughs> but I think to me, that's food is always in. We're, go, we're, we're going on a family trip across the, the ocean here in about a couple of weeks. And it's funny, you know, all right, well, how many food tours in how many cities have we planned? Oh, yeah. Because I just love finding these little hole in the wall. But see, that's truly like why I love, you know, the food. And as hard as it is, it's, there's nothing like bringing people together through food. And it's such a big part of my childhood and life. And it seems like it's such a big part of so many people's, you know, bring your family around the table. Um, so I love that. Except when you go to their table, there's 75 people there. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. so small, true. I know. Who was I telling? I was like, I wish we could have had a small wedding of just like just 300 people. Well, that's like, just your family portion. Exactly. That was my point. I was like, just family, just a small 300 we had about six, so. It's, uh, <laughs> but that's part of it. Food, food, it is. I, think oh is, my gosh, is it was it was so a huge part, part of it. my childhood. In which you can tell by thing, but you know, I gotta ask. Growing up Greek in a big family mm-hmm. where y'all had a lot of feasts, mm-hmm. a lot of celebrations. Mm-hmm. How do you? I mean, I know Mediterranean food's good for you, but mm-hmm. how do you transfer that into what you're doing today? I yeah, mean, no, are that's there such some a good question. Granny recipes tucked in there that you're not telling everybody probably about? i mean we recently did greek green beans on our menu for like a holiday pickup and they were like a huge hit um but granted they were plant-based i mean a lot of a lot of greek stuff mediterranean stuff is obviously you have the meat the fish right. you know but still like greek potatoes greek salad like um you know grape leaves i still want to come up with a meat-free grape uh domavis is what we call them um but i haven't done that yet but like you know think i mean there's so much goodness and like freshness in greek food you know good greek food when it's homemade um and i did get a lot of that from obviously we had all of it but um i get a lot of inspiration from my yaya my mom um all my aunts you know everyone's always cooking (laughs) absolutely that's the best part it is the best part it's the best part about going home (laughs) Now my mom, though, she's like, oh, what are you making when you come here? I'm like, mom, no. Your no, turn. your turn. Look for me. <laughs> I do this for a living. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Same. my sister lives at home right now. Um, she'll actually probably be making her way to Columbia here soon. But um, she's always like, you know, works all day. And then she's like, I'll come home. And mom and dad are like, so what are we eating? And she's like, no, I have been cooking all day long. What are we eating? <laughs> That's so funny. So she, you said your sister's making her way here. So she so, probably will. So what happens Eventually. to the store? I know, you know. I mean, I don't know who. We've why got some would people she come train. here? Ah, it's a good question. I mean, does it have to do with the real estate business or something? I think I, so, I a little know. bit. She's a little bit invested. She's found a new passion project, project. in the yeah, yeah. He needs a lot of help. <laughs> he needs a lot of help. So you that's know? a good passion. She's on project. the train. Gosh, I hope they don't listen to this either. <laughs> Oh, come on. They all know it's true. That's the beauty part. They do. They do. As they're gallivanting around the Bahamas right now. So what, so at that point, 
you know, obviously she she wants to stay. Engaged. Yeah, and that was she, always the plan. Oh yeah, and I <laughs> I know she'll always help here. Um, she's like I said, she's so good at the business side of things, so we'll always work together. It's so fun. Um, but she's also an incredibly talented nurse, so I know she wants to like keep that up and keep her license going. And you know, that's such a great job for when you are a mom. Um, if that's you know her path, that she'll be able to you know you can work and stay home and work and stay home. So. I know she wants to keep that up too. That's awesome. Yeah. There we, we need, by the way, if you're interested in nursing, please call her sister. Talk to her about yeah. how great and rewarding it is because mm -hmm. we need a lot of nurses. Mm. Um, I was meeting with the hospital system today and we're talking about the needs for nurses and doctors and, and a mm. lot of the services. Yeah. Where it's and I know it's just been, people. yeah. And especially these days, you know, it's just been a hard go for doctors and nurses. So I know a fresh, you know, getting new people in there with tons of energy would be amazing. So you grew up in the upstate. Mm -hmm. You spent five wonderful years in New York. Mm -hmm. You're living in Columbia. What's your favorite thing about Columbia? Uh, the people. It's like the easiest answer for me. The people have always been, um, I think, the best thing. I, you know, obviously living in New York was so, and there's so many incredible people in New York and in, in where I grew up. But um, I don't know. There's something special. I mean, you know, just about Columbia people. Just really saw to the other people and so many incredible women, um, opening businesses now. And, you know, I was just at a dinner the other night with like 30 business owners who are women and it was incredible. I didn't get an invite. <laughs> I mean, don't talk to me. I think, but you know what? This incredible for one, it's for a, a guy who has two daughters who are very driven. It's always exciting for me. To, and the other thing is people don't realize, and I say this a lot and people laugh at me, but you know, out of 50 states, South Carolina ranks in the top five for women-owned businesses. Really? I, yeah. Believe it or not. And people It doesn't don't, shock me, though. We don't celebrate it enough, mm -hmm. and we don't talk about it enough. I try to mention it a lot because I do think it's it's very yeah, important. it is. It's very important. And honestly, all the women at this table, I mean, you you don't, unless everyone's sitting down, but it was so many women, and I was like, this is incredible, all in Columbia. And you see, know? I love and that was, to see that. And that was not even half of it, you know? So no, that was, it was super eye opening, and there are a lot of women doing a lot of great things here. We, uh, during the campaign, we did an event at a gourmet shop that was all either owners of business or women who were in managerial positions and, and, or had their own podcast shows or what, and it was probably one of the best events, but the vibes and when you talk about challenges and you talk about opportunities, they see it from both sides and mm -hmm. they're sharing their stories about the hurdles they went through mm -hmm. and especially being a female starting a business and not understanding the, the, the guidelines and feeling like there wasn't a path forward yeah. and they had to lean on each other. But the stories that came out of it were pretty incredible. Oh, and they, they need to be celebrated uh, more and more. And I think, you know, what you're doing, Emily, is an inspiration to no, a well, lot of young people. You. Look, Columbia has, look, I came here to college with no desire to live here. Mm -hmm. I mean, and a lot I really of people didn't. say that, I feel like, in, in No Dustin. desire. And then we opened up a restaurant in 1994. And what was amazing about it, we were on Divine Street across from Divine Foods. And Angelo at the time didn't speak mm -hmm. to me the, for the first oh, I year. Bet. Yeah. He was so mad yeah. that I opened up across the street. He thought I was, a, and he came over <gasps> one night with a big bottle of red wine. And he said to me, he said, Shvish boy. <laughs> He goes, I didn't like you. 
but now I love you. My business is better and better Yeah. because more people more came people, for yeah. more choices. But what was interesting is, 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 and I think you've seen it, but I see it here more than anything in, in other cities is people here support local businesses. Mm -hmm. If you give back, mm -hmm. if you treat people fairly, nicely, and with great customer service, they will support you mm -hmm. in this town. Failure in this town give a you lot grace, of times yeah. is your own, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's your own fault. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think people, like I said, I mean, people have been welcoming from day one and I would have never expected that, you know, welcoming and wanting and, and really willing to try, you know, what we were <laughs> putting out there, which was probably, you know, five years ago, it's plant-based wasn't like that it wasn't even really a thing here. Now I see it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, no, I mean, the, I can't say enough things about the community here. And just they rally behind you and they want you to succeed. And if you mess up or you make a mistake, you know, it's okay. Being in business, being part of this community, raising your kids, if there was something that you could see that would improve the quality of life in Columbia, mm -hmm. what would it be? You know... Um, I think I was in Greenville about a few weeks ago and, um, we went to a place called gather and it was an outdoor venue. So many kids, um, couples. It's so, it was an incredible, it's an incredible idea. It was a bunch of local businesses had vendors in the middle part. There's like a uh, local music, live music playing. Um, you know, so the community was represented all in this one area and, you just go place your order, sit down on the table, you go get it. You know, it's just, it was just like an incredible outdoor scene, very New York-y, very like Austin, Texas, you know. Um, and I think that would be something that Columbia would benefit from. I don't know many outdoor venues where you can eat, drink, live music, have your kids just run around or... Sounds like Savage Craft or Steel Hands on the weekend. No, totally, <laughs> totally. But the coolest part was like all the different restaurants were all represented there. So it was like way more of like so a food scene. Was it, was it like a, um, they had stands or they, no, it was like almost it's like an outdoor food court. Yeah, it was. So they were like, um, like almost, going to Italy, but outside. Yeah, exactly. It was like Italy. Um, but you know, that's not even all local, you right, know, it was like, yeah. a, it was, it was all local restaurants or people who couldn't, you know, didn't have a full blown restaurant scene. What maybe they had a food truck at one point. They were being represented there, um, so it was it was, it was really cool. So I like was grabbing people off Soda City, but creating exactly. an event around very it. much like Soda City, except for <clears throat> there was you can go every day and it's you know food, drinks, music. Um, it's really cool. Where is that in Greenville? Downtown. Downtown. It's new. Yeah. New-ish. Yeah. It's That's really interesting. Cool. Yeah. Because we were we were talking the other day. I don't know. It might have been with Christian or somebody else. I can't remember, but talking about how cool it would be to have a place where you had 10 restaurants and you, you the street just actually was filled with tables and it did That's what no this cars. is essentially, yeah. And it reminds me of being in Mulberry, you know, yeah. downtown on the weekends, yeah. the Italian section of New York just shut yes. down and uh, you're just bouncing from place to place. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. It would be incredible. And just such a good thing. And, and we can do that 10 months out of the year. Yeah, here. agreed. Yeah. Where other people only have three months out of the year. No, I agree. Another and no one minds a little heat here. Heat? It's not what? hot here. What? We, we, we get it. Our hair might expand a little bit, but that's okay. Wow. This could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. It could, it could be, be worse. Um, 
I know I had, we were talking earlier and, 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 and meant to ask you too, is if you saw what business could we attract to Columbia that you think we don't have here that would really be cool because we are a university town. We're a state mm -hmm. capital. We have a lot of historic neighborhood. We've got this just really diverse community. Um, what would be that one business you'd say, you know what? It'd be great if we had one of these. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I mean, you know, my mind would wander back to what I was just saying of, you know, a, a, a business that was a multi-vendor, bring the community together, bring the people together type of business. Um, and now I guess that I have kids, that's always like where my mind goes. But, oh, God, business. I mean, I feel like we're doing really good on the food scene, but I would, I would always welcome, you know, a really, you know, good rooftop scene. I feel like that's always something that we could benefit from with really good food. And, um, you know, I love adding, I, though I own a food place, I love adding other food venues here. I think, like you said, it attracts more people. Um, you know that, and then I also think we're doing really good. I'm obviously more wellness driven, but, um, I, I think that we've attracted a good bit of, you know, fitness studios in the past five years. And I always welcome more. I think it's so good to get people moving. So, you know, anything on that scene, I, uh, I would welcome wholeheartedly. I think, you know, it's interesting because if we can get the greenways connected and finish up and, and you get to a point where you could, you could literally walk from five points to the dam. Yeah, that's where my mind goes, like, you know, bringing in stuff like that. And little pockets in between because the Beltline in Atlanta is what's really kind of sparked me more on trying to push it because you're seeing those pods. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Mm -hmm. The Krog market that's now turned into this whole new development. Yeah. And cre creature Comforts, the brewery is going there. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. It's really cool. The High Line in New York, you oh, know, the, yeah. even the Swamp Robin in Greenville, like, you know, it's Which just... Which everybody talks about. Everybody talks about it because it's something to do with your family and you can find something for everyone. And I think those kind of things is what we could, um, we could bring here. And it's funny is, is how many people from here go and do the Swamp Rabbit Trail yeah, and then come back and go, man, we really need this. I'm like, well, have you been on the Greenway? Have you gone through yeah, River no, Park? Right. Have, you, yeah. have you done all this? And they're like, <laughs> they're well, like, no. Let me show you. Have you floated down the river? You know, those yeah. are the type of Very things. Very true. I do think we have a lot to offer. We just oh, don't tell our story. Maybe. I think part of it's And maybe it's like assess accessibility too, maybe, you know, in terms of, like you said, like getting the word out there knowing that you can't, you know, I, I do feel like that's a typical thing to do. Go to the Swamp Rabbit on a Saturday um, or an evening, you know, Friday night. And, and yeah, maybe we just need to tell our story better. We'll work on that. It's so funny how many parents, you know, when, when I, my kids were growing up, we didn't have all the breweries and stuff where everybody's <laughs> oh, hanging out. Oh, it's like such weekends. a thing. You know, it's like, how young can you take a child to a brewery? Mm. How long, when is it inappropriate? It is really serial, isn't it? You it's know, okay. It's okay. They don't know. Hey, it's and it's plant-based. And it's plant-based. You're right. It's a win-win for everybody. All right. So when are you going to come out with a beer? <laughs> well, I guess it has to be a gluten-free beer. It can be done. It can be it? done. Yeah, it sure could. Maybe I should more work on my uh, cocktail list. I think that's another great thing that Columbia, a little speakeasy action. All right, this is the second time in two I just podcasts them. that somebody has brought up a speakeasy. Well, they're, you know, we need good cocktail bars. You know, it doesn't have to be even, I mean, I know you have to have some food. Maybe a little, little tapas menu. Um, I will help. I love that. 
I love that because that's the second uh, we had uh, Robin Waits and uh, Kimberly from the uh, Historic Columbia here the other yeah. day, and I asked what would be something. Robin goes. Uh, cool speakeasy <laughs> like where you have to go in the yes. back room and i don't know i think kim was talking about the five guys in new york where you can go in the back yeah you know? oh there's you know so many and that, i think there's there's some in atlanta that i've been to too which were really fun and i always am like god i mean it's just so you know it's so fun to feel like you're like removing yourself from your norm yeah even when you're not you know even when you're in your your hometown so there you go have you been to the wick uh-uh uh, see, you should go to the Wick. Okay. It's not a speakeasy, but it's a cool place underneath, down. They can make a great, well, I don't think they have a portobello mushroom burger there. But, <laughs> That's uh, okay. They have good, I'm good drinks savvy. and cold I can beer. figure it out. No. I, okay, good. That will be my next. You just need to send me a list. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the places I'm thinking about don't fit into your eating habits. Boy, as long as, they have, the as, long as hand, they have a drink, I'm good. Happy, yeah, <laughs> with some choices. But, no, you know, that that's a great segue about different things because i do think uh hospitality which is one of our biggest industries here there's so much more room for growth and it's become yeah. part of people's uh, look eating healthy and things but you have to learn how to live with it outside your oh yeah walls. i yeah i can always figure it out you can always figure it out it's and, i mean it, people offer things i mean boyd will get like sometimes so like nervous when i'm like ordering at a restaurant he's like and what is she about to ask them? And I'm like, well, I see that you have like sweet potatoes on this dish and like this on this dish. Can we just like whip that all together and put it on one plate? And he's Can you like, make me a smoothie while you're back there? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I actually brought, no, I'm just kidding. But um, no, he's always like, oh, what is she about to say? I'm like, they don't care. And meanwhile, I mean, I'm sure they do, but it's okay. No, you just got to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I think you're seeing more and more healthy no, truly. options, more plant-based stuff, but people being creative, not just a oh. Look. No, that's a cool. I mean, literally I took my team to motor supply, um, last week and they have like the most amazing cauliflower steak plate. It's so good. And I was telling later, I was like, this is just su what a cool way to do a meat free dish, um, and get creative with it. I mean, most places do Hendrix did a great job, you know? Um, yeah, I just feel like people are really, really trying to keep it creative, which is we nice. Up. We used to have a black eyed pea burger. Yes. We used to Yum. leftover Hoppin' John and made black Yum. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would love that. Well, Emily, thank you for being here thank today. Thank you for having me. No, it was really exciting. You know, this happy is anniversary. A, this is a professional situation we got going on here. Oh, Y'all got it down to a science. Oh God. We, we just, we just got <laughs> upgraded. No, this, this, this is an opportunity. Um, the team taught me into doing this so Such that we could idea. really have get people from the community in here and talk about different issues. And, you know, obviously a lot of minds around food because I love food yeah. and drink. But, but that's so cool. People see that side of you, you know? Yeah, it's, it is great. And we, we love having people in here, but learning more, but I want people to be exposed to businesses here. One of the things that w I think we have to do better is telling that story and making yeah. sure that people know what's in every corridor of our community, we got these great hidden gems and these stories and, the, and businesses and people behind it and that they need to know about yeah, it because we do, I agree. we become creatures of habit, yeah. you know, you, you start thinking your about your pattern and you're like, well, you know, I'm going to Tara tonight. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I think you, people do. It's just natural to stay in your little bubble, stay in your without, you know, exploring your own town.
which is what a cool avenue to, for you to do this. Yeah, we're having fun with it. But thank you for being thank here. Thank you for having me. And uh, we, if you haven't been to Tasty as Fit, folks, make your way over to Millwood. <laughs> they would love to have you come in there. And yes, look, you have to try things. You're not going to like everything. <laughs> hey, you might. But I will tell you that the heart and soul and the love that goes into every one of those dishes, you'll see in there. The people who work there are extremely friendly. Very true. They have a great customer service. You know, they're inviting and they they take the time to talk to you about stuff because I've been in there and, you know, I don't I don't know what everything <laughs> is. But, you know, the one thing I did make sure I walked out was, was the snicker bites because <laughs> somebody's like, if you haven't had those, you got, yeah. you got it. But I haven't they're had a smoothie there. Oh, See, I'll hook you up. But see, I need to. I need to come over there. That's a good meal. You just let me know, and it, it is. It's such a good middle of the day. That's what I've gotten Boyd on. That's why. That's why you know. You think he's so. He he's you know? he's fit. You know why? He's been eating his smoothies daily. <laughs> I'll get you on a train, smoothie train. So I but see, I like the fact that I could buy something and then just blend it when I'm ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and that I don't know that there there is anywhere in Columbia that does that. Is there? I don't think so. I don't think, I think you're the only one. Yeah, no, because, and you know, it started because, um, you know, people, like I said, were like, well, people who work out really early in the morning and want to eat their smoothie right after. So it's so nice to, um, to give that option. And, you know, that's how we, we prep them all. So they're always ready to go. And then we can just sell them like that, which was just a no brainer. Well, Emily, when you become the number one cookbook seller (laughs) on Amazon. I'll give you a shout out. I, I want to shout out. I will out give you a we, shout we out. You heard it, it here first. first. Here, yeah. and, and I'll take copy number four. Okay. I know you got to give <laughs> some other people the first three, but as long as I'm in the top five, okay. I'm good. You know, I'll, I'll write you a little note. But in we there. look forward <laughs> to that that cookbook and thank all the you. many great things that y'all y'all are going to continue to do. But thank, thank you, you for your investment here. Thanks for being such a positive image of Columbia. Oh, you're so welcome. And and, and what you do, I know you have a, a very large following on social media, and I think it's incredible because people are leaning to you. And this is Columbia, South Carolina. And to me, this is one of the things, um, I'll go ahead and talk about it for a second. Oh. So I'm working on trying to bring an opportunity for us to do what they call moving in. And it's, it's a show that highlights your community mm-hmm. and they bring people who are looking to relocate a business, a home and all these and eat There's six or seven different episodes and they highlight all the great things about your community. Wow. But what's interesting is each episode is hosted by somebody in the community oh. that's considered an influencer. Oh, so have and you I started that, this yet? No, but this is something that I'm working with trying that's to such a cool put idea. a plan together because I think it's a something that we can use to create uh, an opportunity for us to really expose Columbia. Mm-hmm. That's a great Outside idea. Outside of, uh, especially, you know, it, people watch design and home shows oh all the gosh. time. Oh my gosh. So this plays into that. But the second part is that, that we're doing all this production and we'd have this incredible reels to use when we're trying to recruit yeah. people. No, I think that's an awesome idea. Did you come up with that? No, I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did. I, I, but I've been talking, which is interesting, is a very... A uh, young uh, lady living in New York. Yep. She graduated with my daughter from Chapel Hill. And she started this as an offshoot of 
her family's business, which is in the furniture business, they started doing a design show and they came up with this concept. And so I've been working with her trying to figure out how we can do it here, yeah. when we can do it here so that we could really highlight you know, I mean, you think about being here in the fall. I mean, oh my summertime gosh, is great on the time. river, but in the fall in Columbia, and then you throw in the spring and, you you know, and it shows people, you know, what we have to offer, yeah. but also where we are. You yeah, know? no, I think that is an incredible idea. So we'll start we're thinking about. I'll be thinking about it. Yeah, we put you on the tasty trail. You put that at the end of the podcast, people are going to want to know. Y'all might have to move that to the front. Yeah. <laughs> For inquiring minds who want to know, stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs> but thank you, Emily, for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a busy day with no, the business, two to be business, here. two beautiful kids, and, and uh, I hope Boyd's doing well. I haven't He's seen him in great. a while. I know they're busy as yep. all get out. Everybody, it's exactly right. Everybody's busy, but it's good busy. We we thrive under chaos. I love that. Drive <laughs> under chaos. That should have been my life for the first 20 years. You know? Yeah. It's the motto we live by these days. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Emily. Thank you. All right, everybody. Till next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.